Hi there, this is John Falola. Thank you so much for joining me on today's broadcast of Sea Tribe Global Community. And uh, this is our final topic for the month, which is people and value capital. People and value capital. So I'll be taking from I've taken a reading from the anchor scripture for the month, which is First Corinthians one from verses ten through seventeen. So I read in Jesus' name. I have a serious concern to bring up with you, my friends, using the authority of Jesus, our Master. I will put it as urgently as I can. You must get along with each other. You must learn to be considerate of one another, cultivating a life in common. I bring this up because some from Chloe's family brought a most disturbing report to my attention that you are fighting amongst yourself. I tell you exactly I was to- what I was told. You are all picking sides, going around saying I'm on Paul's side, I'm for Apollos, or Peter is my man, or I'm in the Messiah group. I ask you. As the Messiah been chopped up in little pieces so we can each have a relic on our own? Was Paul crucified for you? Was a single one of you baptized in Paul's name? I wasn't I was not involved in with any of your baptism except from Crispius and, and Gaius, and on getting this report, I'm sure glad I wasn't. At least no one can go around saying he was baptized in my name. Come to think of it, I also baptized Stephanus's family. But as far as I can recall that, as far as I can recall, that's it. 17. God did not send me how to collect following for myself, but to preach the message of what he has done, collecting a following for him. And he didn't send me to do it with a lot of fancy rhetoric of my own, least the powerful action at the center, Christ on the cross, which trivialized into mere words. The word of the Lord. So basically, the most amazing part about this context is people and value capital. You know, this is a bit different from human capital. Now, for every individual, you have a value to offer. And value is only possible by refinement of your talent, your gifts, your skills, your expertise to become something valuable. Value is an end product. Hmm. Value is an end product. So, saying value capital now, that means that you have enough value that can be used as a capital to acquire something. For instance, wisdom is capital, is a value capital. So, for instance, you don't have physical cash, you don't have, but you have wisdom on a business idea that you can partner with somebody that has the cash and get it done. Haven't you achieved your goal? But you have wisdom of where the money is for you to be able to accomplish your goal. So many a times, the problem is not the problem. The problem is how you think about the problem. So if you have value to offer a word, remember I said to you there are treasures in your earthen vessels, there are values in your earthen vessels, they have values as in value capital. You are, you are you are a moving and walking value capital. Everyone listening to me, you are a moving and walking value capital. 
the greatest disservice you can do to yourself is to talk yourself down to be your number one enemy by being your own number one opposition that means that you don't even believe in yourself you don't even believe in your capacity to, to do the things that you created to do the first thing god does for you by having an, an encounter with him is for you to believe in yourself at first you start you do it shaking you face your fears then you grow into it and you face it head on head on sometimes you face it even when you don't know how it will go about but you trust god enough that you'll be faithful it was value capital that made that made that god tested when he said he should go and kill isaac and he gave them a sheep as a replacement because isaac was a, a value as in like a heir to abraham god wanted him to realize that your greatest value capital is obedience to any instruction he gives you Did you get that your greatest value capital to unlock the values in yourself or that god will have you be a custodian of or to be a partaker of is it, it is tied to the obedience to his instructions you see the essence of miracles is if you knew what how exactly the miracles will happen it will defy his meaning or his sweetness or his or the rush the emotional rush if you knew that he wants to heal you in a certain way when it happens it will defy the emotional rush but when you walk into your miraculous season and it happens even though he had he may have revealed to you me now people like me now i feel my own miraculous emotions before it happens as well i try to borrow into it the present so i don't get you know get myself to a point of wrong believing so i want you to understand this very very well now very very well the most every man being you are, as a, you are a value capital and your valuable resource is wisdom the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, you know, you're not getting get wisdom. How do you get wisdom? There's wisdom you can get through books or through understanding how life works or understanding the lives of people that have done things in certain fields, modeling their lives or modeling their values, modeling their science of success. But the principle of them all is when God gives you wisdom for your life. Because his own wisdom for your life is like a blueprint that works for you. Even when people model it, they, they may not get the same result as you are, except if God allows it for, to, to work for them. But his own instruction to you is different from his own instruction to somebody else. That's why you see in the body of Christ, a lot of practices were not were not legalized practices for the whole body of Christ like not wearing earring like uh, those that don't wear footwear to church it was 
the set man or probably the leader at one time that had an encounter that led to that spiritual effect of the followers doing the same thing the god has the followers to do the same thing it might not be and it might not necessarily be so but it became a practice because their leader was doing it and everybody felt whatever our leader does which is a good thing anyways if they feel whatever our leader does is whatever it is that we would do because they felt if god could tell him that they would align to whatever god tells him to do so that you can partake of whatever blessings that god will have for him that's why i say today when people call god of this person god of i god of this he still responds to them because he called those people So I want to say this to you. No. I happen to realize how much of blessed um, the kind of miracles that have happened in Nigeria, precisely. I think they are not well documented. That's why it's as if that our nation doesn't know how powerful or the kind of powerful things God has done in our nation. And the early church used that power for displacing territorial spirits or displacing demons, displacing occultic powers, you know, uh, mainly actually for deliverance of people from the yoke of ancestral curses and all those things. But in new church now, the new dimension of church right now. That power is not just for displacing territorial spiritual. Did you notice that throughout the work of Jesus Christ and the world, he just spoke, even demons knew him. <laughs> even Apostle Paul, somebody went to a it's like confronting demon and demon said Paul I know Jesus I know who are you so what I'm trying to just say is this the power is not just for you to be bragging that you're having conversation with demons or people who come you know at that level the power is for you to be able to create wealth it's for you to be able to walk in strength which is the seven seals in the book of Revelations 5.12 it's for you to be able to um, enjoy praise, honor, glory. It's for you to be able to live in dominion as, as, as a Christian in all walks of life. Yes, I have always had this unction of displacement of territorial spirits. Anywhere I go to, the powers don't work. I've always had this unction of anywhere I go to, I displaced. If you are an agent of darkness, you are displaced. If you are, you know, even without me praying, you are just finding that they exit the system or they are pushed out of the system. I just, I just noticed it. I don't even pray about it. So, how much more did we even do we even know? You know, I remember one of saying is my. Oh, my core spiritual father that raised me in the faith and I'm grateful for him for his life I'm grateful for him normally and but I remember a story where he said you can't know how much of 
what God has deposited in you to you there. And he will say something like this. So when you are when you're not there, you know, between daring and accomplishment or manifestation comes a season where it doesn't look like it. I remember him saying, at the end of the day, you find out that people will say you face the music, right? He, he, he puts it this way. He said you will end up conducting the choir. That means that you will be the one to orchestrate the music, which is the reality of faith. Faith is the ability to look at the circumstances as it is and paint in the future. Faith is the ability to look at your life the way it is and walk into a new future till everybody sees that reality in your life and beyond. Faith is the ability to look at your circumstances. You see, Rahab in the Bible entered heaven simply because she looked at her circumstances that there was no future in this. She aligned with Israel. Simply by that reality. You see, some things is not even about spirituality. Some things is about you analyzing things properly. You seeing things the way they are. If your life is not the way it should be or the way you think it should be, sit with God and curate your own future. A wise man said the best way to experience the future is to create it. So it doesn't catch you by surprise. You can create your own future by choosing. Yes, the reality of life is, is I can tell you for free. Sometimes some of the things I say might be sounding funny to somebody that is facing deep financial challenges. But when you can, you can take on responsibilities. I can tell you this. I've experienced that as well. You know, whereby you feel like you can't do the things they are they're saying you should do. See, until I realize something that even in your rock bottom. That is where you can make a decision that you never come to that level again for the rest of your life. That is the least you can ever be. That's the least of faith you can ever have. You declare to yourself that this is the least I would ever be in my life. I start building each day. Resilience is born out of the desire to not remain the same. Resilience is born out of the desire to not live your life or for your life story to be what it has always been. Resilience is born out of the fact that you believe that there's something better for you ahead, no matter how long it takes. Resilience, which is the anchor of our faith, is knowing that all things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose all things is in knowing that in his spirit there are depths of secrets that if he reveals it to you you can you face anything you are going through and knowing that you will get to your destination our value capital is in those depths of revelations and secrets that he shows you there are depths of knowing that i have known god that i can't turn back there are things i have seen that you know I, I always say this jokingly. I said, I have experienced grace. I have experienced a life without grace. 
I prefer that life with grace because I realize that you will do things effortlessly and you'll not be working. While others are scrambling. And I realized that when God takes you off that pedestal, you don't realize how privileged or you understand what it means to have an unfair advantage. Really. So why would I want something else outside of that? So the most important value capital you can ever have is to believe that you have, God deposited a resource in you that can solve your poverty problem. That can solve any challenge you'd ever have. Even if you don't have an idea of what it is. He can shine a light on it via his spirit. To your spirit. To know what to do part time. Your intuition is powered by God. It's a deposit of, of his presence. Your conscience is powered by God. It's a deposit of his presence. His spirit awakens those tools and uses it for his glory. He awakens your own spirit to begin to know what to accept and what not to accept, to know where to go and where not to go to. You know, there's no greater teacher than God's spirit. Nobody said in the book of Isaiah 54, there about that I would, that your kids have God as mentors. You see, when God is your mentor, when God sees something is okay in your life, you don't debate, you just enjoy your life. Because the difference between laid, set, laid men rules is this, or doctrines, or doctrines that were born out of the experiences of men, not God's design. There were doctrines that were born out of a season in the lifetime of humanity. There were doctrines that were born out of a season in the lifetime of the founder of a ministry. There were doctrines that were born out of, like, just like the Amazing Grace song that was born out of a season where the ship was supposed to capsize and he ended up being saved. And the guy wrote down that song. But to ensure that you don't miss out on God, doctrines are fantastic. It keeps people as disciples right and i must say this to you discipleship does not necessarily mean to be doctrinated discipleship simply means to live like christ to do things like christ or let me put it let me put it in christ's own word he said greater things shall you do that means that he knew that by virtue of you know our God or Christ did not, Jesus Christ did not allow you, did not say you should come and be a disciple. So I can even boldly say that even the idea of discipleship is wrong. But that one, you contest that one later. He didn't call you to come and be a disciple. He asked you to come and do much. You remember when he said, I didn't call you to come and be a servant. I've called you to come and be a friend. Which master allows you to come and be his friend? Come and be, come and be eating on the same table with him. Aside from the ones I saved by Christ, anyways, <laughs> he said, you know, like a brother, and he said, firstborn among many. That means that we are meant to walk in his capacities, like Christ-like on earth, with Christ-like anointings, capacities of value creation. And the proof of value capital is value creation, creating value wherever you go to. Don't leave anything you meet the same way.
be the source of creativity, be the source of innovation, be the source of yearning for improvement or continuous improvement. Your anointing, your speaking in tongues, your spirituality is void if it cannot affect humanity. Why did Jesus feed 5,000 people? Many could have left them to go and eat, fend for themselves. It wasn't because he would just feel like doing miracles. It was because there was a need. There was an humanity need. I'm very sure. Apart from the fact that they were tired, the times may have been hard. For them to only have only two fish and five loaves among all the 5,000 people that came. Do you get that? That means that there was hunger in the land. For them to only have two fish and five loaves among the 5,000 people that came. They came to feast on the world. And that feasting on the world became the physical feast of nourishing their body. Because God saw that they they chose, they were hungry really. They chose to listen to the feast of his word. And he gave them a physical feast to quench physical hunger. God knows our need. He knows our realities. And value capital can be sustained by gratitude. For you to continually be in the, in the ahead in the game of value creation, you must be grateful for the things you've done. You must keep your head down. Be humble at all times. I'm not saying be humble so that people can trample you. Humility is different from stupidity. Or, or be humble knowing who you are. Be confident in your identity. Humility is in not placing yourself above others. Not feeling like you are better than anybody. Is you being grateful for you being you and doing you in a line with how God designed you to be for his own glory? At the center of it all is Christ on the cross. At the center of it all is Christ on the cross. If your value creation, your value capital emanates from that, trust me, the world will hear of you. Because even if the world doesn't hear of you, the people that you touch will speak of you. It will speak of the fact that you touch their lives. So in this house that God has built, I'm so I'm pleased to let you know that our physical center in Nigeria, which is supposed to be the National Theatre in Gamu in Lagos, has been named the new hack by God. The new hack. That means that as you enter there, and you're call it Abuteri. That means that, you know, <laughs> the Yoruba definition makes me understand the thing. That means that it is an evidence and let me explain it you will understand that it is a building of evidence that is God. It's a building of testimonies. It's a building where anybody that entered there with their problem for our services fear 
the ark was a symbol of victory to Israel. The ark was literally God's presence. And the hack does not like to be manipulated. The lack, the guy that was trying to catch it, the hack can help himself, can help itself rather. That means that God can help himself. So that's why personally I'm not jostling anything with government or anything. It is his. I know he will give it to us in his due time, in this absolutely perfect world. So I just want to say this to you, everyone listening to me. Your greatest value in this life is knowing yourself. Knowing who you are. Be comfortable in your elements as your identity. And trusting God to reveal more of what you can do as an human being. The more you discover that, the more you can align who you are, what you can do to opportunities that come your way. The more you know the opportunity that is not your own, the more you can select. You know, by virtue of your work with the Holy Spirit, He won't tell you, no matter how juicy something is, He will tell you this is not for you, it's for somebody else. So, not even every money or resources that come into your life is for you. It has everything that comes into your life has a purpose. The one that's for you is for you, the one that's for something else is for something else. The one that's for the kingdom is for, is for the kingdom. Everything. The one that's for your family is for the family. The one that, the one that, is, used, that is used for charity to bless people is there. We all have it, no matter how small your hand. But we need to listen. We need to pay attention to the voice of God above all things. Because if you follow the instructions, you will see this kind of results. And the value of following Christ is that you will never live your world the same way. I tell people, if your religion or whatever faith you practice cannot affect humanity for good, then it's baseless. Cannot shape society for good, then it's baseless. You're just doing it for yourself. The greatest instrument of evangelism is to have an impact on the society, have an impact on the economy, have an impact on the indices that affect every other person. By virtue of the number of Christians in Nigeria, Nigeria ought to have been in a developed nation if truly we followed the tenets of our faith, the leadings of the Spirit. If truly we believe in the God that we serve. Well, he knows best anyways. So I just want to say this to you. Value capital. Remember, you are walking and moving value capital. Called for value creation. In value creation lies the key to your wealth. To your fulfillment in life sometimes wealth creation is not even yes value creation is what leads to wealth creation right but in value creation beyond wealth creation you get fulfillment that money cannot buy even your entire being is alive you can't even force it because you are doing something you are created to do you are doing something that matters to you that you love to do you are creating value. Why do you think so many people that you call influencers, those guys doing music, those are doing, they are doing the things they were created to do. They keep on 
doling out different things by virtue of the fact that they are in their personal space of creativity i can't compete with them they just love doing whatever it is that they do and they've built it over time with discipline as well they've been able to ensure that even when they even when they are sleeping you wake them up come and sing on this song they can sing well they've done their ten thousand hours over and over and over 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 and over and over over again so i'm not trying to just say this to you be diligent with your value capital being diligent with your value capital secures your future being diligent to your value capital determines how rosy your spiritual life will be being diligent with your value capital determines how much of impact you have in the kingdom of god or amongst humanity or you know for humanity for the, for the betterment of and improvement of humanity being aware of your human capital can change your generation forever it can change the limiting beliefs that you carry it can change the idea of possibilities that you ever thought possible it can change you forever it can shape how you perceive circumstances and situations forever it can shape how you manage your resources forever it can shape you from realizing that even if you lose it all you are the one who is the living and moving value capital that the god who did that before can do it again it's a secret of people who are endlessly wealthy their esteem is not tied to things or assets their esteem is tied to the fact that as long as there's life they can recreate anything that they want to recreate it's that belief knowing that they are living and a working value capital they go into spaces and create value be valuable someone that is valuable marries easily because you attract value value only attracts value don't marry somebody that is not valuable to the grand scheme of things in your life otherwise you you sign up for frustration sometimes it's not even about how much or deep pocket whoever you're marrying is or how amazing you're doing it's about the fact that consider how much of value is being brought to the table by both both parties can there be possibilities that your strengths can be merged with your weaknesses and you guys can form a formidable team that challenges each other for the rest of your lives to be better, to be improved on, to be focused on whatever it is they are called to do. You know? So, like a mentor once told me, a counselor then, in my former home church, he said something very powerful to me once. He said, marriage is like a major, it's not an, it's not an acquisition. You don't acquire somebody for marriage. Even though you pay all this bride price and all, all those things, you don't. <sighs> marriage is like a major. Both of you come together as one to do life together. That's what, that's what the Bible says one shall chase a thousand, two shall chase ten thousand. That means geometric progression. Where one person is using their head and they are doing one thousand, two of you will do tens of thousands. That's the power of unity or 
to come together. That's the essence of marriage. The essence of marriage is to buttress the fact that two people coming together can achieve a lot. The idea of being single is overrated. The essence of marriage is for you to do more in life. Do more with your life. That's the essence of marriage. Especially join forces to someone and do more with your life. So, if you marry for the wrong reasons, you're taking out. You're checking out. If you marry for the right reasons, you'd enjoy every single day, and you you even thank God for marrying around. well. Because some men are like lotteries, some women are like lotteries. Because really, it's not about how deep their pockets are. It's about the fact that they are genuine human beings who truly care, who are committed to the objective of building a home that works for both parties and building their dreams, their life aspirations to achieve everything they want to achieve. Remember, our God has you at the back of his mind as a value capital. So I pray over you today that the Spirit of God will overwhelm you to unleash your value capital, to begin to do things that eyes have never seen, years have never had, no mind has ever thought possible. For as many as listen to me, that you have, they've spoken wrong words over you, they've said wrong things over your life. I terminate those curses and I decree God's blessings over your life. For as many who by your actions you've warranted causes, I obtain mercy from the mercy throne and I decree over you God's mercies, provided that you will turn a new leaf and live better for yourself. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I pray that this new week yields unto you what you've not been able to achieve from the beginning of this year to now. In the name of Jesus Christ. May God collapse 10 years into one week for you. Just by one breakthrough, may your future be secured forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good week, guys.